All right, here we go. It's the weekend. Sunday pours here to bring you into it. Got a lot of action playoff baseball going on, Thursday night football going on. It's uh, it's that season again. October magic is in the air. Not in the Bronx, again, for the – I can't even think what straight year. But uh, other than that, other than that disappointment, it's always good to have playoff baseball. Always good to have my co-host and cousin Ant here with me as well. Ant, how are you doing tonight, my guy? What's, what's going on? May as well get right into it. Let's write the obituary. <laughs> Let's write the obituary. Uh, I mean, it's tough. Like, we knew it was coming. But, you know, you get so far, you spend the season with the team, no matter. And we, we knew it in spring training. We knew it throughout the season. And even though you get, you get to Boston, you don't, you don't want to believe it. You want to believe you got something. You got some juice left in there. Uh, some, something happens when the, when the calendar turns over. But we didn't – the bats went silent up and down the lineup. There's no depth to make up for no DJ. Um, I mean, and a, a number of other – I mean, you had Brett Gardner batting like sixth. And uh, he came out. It was like the fourth or fifth outfielder this season. So that's not good. Um, yeah, as much as we like Kyle Gashioka, he shouldn't be anything but the nine-hitter on any team. Uh, and Velasquez, of course, not really. And as much as we love that kid, it's tough seeing him out there uh, anchoring the bottom of that dismal, the dismal bottom of that lineup. But uh, we knew it was coming, man. It's just it just when you're there, you don't want to you don't want to believe your eyes too much. You want to hope that there's something something left. Yeah, it's okay to be sad. You know, it's okay to be bummed out. Um, it's like you're. It's like having a dog. You know, your dog's gonna die one day. You don't like oh, Jesus. Sit around. You don't sit around waiting for it. Though. You kind of like enjoy the ride. En- enjoy the ride a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, I have a, I have a lot to say. Like, I'll, I'll I'll get into uh. There's a lot of layers. A lot of layers to this one. This one. This one feels a little different, only because you're not supposed to see it coming. When it comes to the Yankees, you're supposed to be able to at least envision them going on a run and winning a championship. And because that's the goal, you know, it's always championship or bust. And this team was different because the signs were there all year to the point where we just said it. You were just kind of, you knew at some point this day was coming. So, you know, even, when, I, even when we talked, like we, we could never like pinpoint an actual path. Like we, we just would say it, it has to all go perfectly. We didn't know exactly what that meant. <laughs> We thought it would be cold pitching, you know, six games or something. But and Right, and I, even, and I even said I even said that, you know, beating Boston would have been awesome. Yeah. And then I said the crash back down to earth after realizing that we weren't going to beat Tampa would have been probably, you know, Wednesday morning. Probably would have enjoyed it overnight, but Wednesday morning we would have woke up and be like, fuck, we can't beat Tampa. We couldn't beat Tampa when they had nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so, you know, I'll get, there's a lot, like we'll get, we'll get to the manager, we'll get to, you know, the offense that just, you know, did what they do, uh, mm-hmm. groundhog day for them. You know, the top of the, the top of the sixth inning, which, you know, basically was the final nail in the coffin for the season. Um, and you know, it's not often you, it's not often you could point at one guy. It's, it's kind of a lazy narrative in sports that, uh, Fans like to live and die by, you know, uh, 86 Buckner. Yeah. 
I thought was unfairly treated a little bit, you know, just blaming him for that loss. There was so much going on around that. It's only for like two and a half decades. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Bartman, that's another one. That those just go hand in hand with me because of the curse angle. But that was guy also, was he was a nerd though. Right, but Alex Gonzalez, who was their <laughs> shortstop that year, made one of the worst. It would, would have oh, been a double play to get him out of the inning. And, like, that guy just gets off such scot-free. Yeah, it's true. If, if anybody should get to blame, it's him. I mean, you could argue whether Alou had made that catch or not, but, yeah, Gonzalez has to. Has and Alou, all those years later, came, came out and was like, yeah, I wouldn't have made that catch. It was like 12 <laughs> years Steve Bartman had already, like, changed his name, went in the witness protection program. You know what I mean? Probably tried to hang himself a couple of times. And then Alou comes out and it's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have made that catch. But, you- I, the, but I always, like, look at, uh, you know, when fans want to blame one thing or one guy. Yeah. But, so I don't want to be that fan. But to <laughs> me, the, the other night, it comes down to one guy. Well, I mean, Cole. Cole. It's it's it. It's Cole. That game is on Cole, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they bullpen did a nice job for you know a little while, keeping them close, gave them an opportunity. They never capitalized. But I don't care about the contracts. I don't care about the money, the dollars, the years. This you know once a Yankee fan, always a Yankee fan, all that shit. All I care about is you carry the title ace. It doesn't matter, you know, like we talked about, I hate doing the comparison thing, but Dynasty years, we always had an ace. They said it was a different ace every year, basically. Right. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they were an ace because of what they did in big, what they did in big games and what you could count on them in those big games. Here's a guy who came over here with all the hype of a big-time pitcher, and uh, he's kind of the white whale. They've gotten away from Cashman a couple times, finally landed him, and here he was. We brought him in to be the anchor of that, of that rotation. And it doesn't matter. And he'll, and he'll be the first one to tell you, it doesn't matter. Injuries or he, – he's not making excuses, which, I mean, at least he can hang his hat on that. But um, Until he writes a book like 15 years from yeah, now. And he t- yeah, I had, a torn, I had a torn hamstring. Oh, great. If this is – if this <laughs> – he's got to do a lot better for me to want to read his book. If he, win, <laughs> if he wins like two Cy Youngs in the next seven years and – a couple World Series MVPs, I might read his book. But until then, uh, I don't want to hear about it. Um, but, yeah, you car- if you carry that badge, that title of an ace, you, that, that performance is uh, – look, look, look at the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry throughout the years. You could point to a number of guys just fought through injuries, battled through pain and – and uh, whatever ailments they're going through, you know, think about the Jeter going face first into the stands. Think about, I mean, that douchebag shilling and the and the ketchup sock. I mean, that's lore. But uh, still, I mean, you have you have these uh, you know these presidents that were set years ago, and Cole just did not step up in in what was biggest, you know, as big a game as you could have as a Yankee in Boston you know, for the right to move on to the next round. Right. So, so, so I've heard a lot of takes, uh, you know, and, and a lot of what we're about to say, you've probably heard from a million different people. I have one that I have not heard. Tell me if I'm crazy, if I'm being a little bit of an irrational fan here. All right. Watching Cole the other night, he kind of looked like shit, like physically. Like he looked pale. He was sweating. Like 
he looked like he should have been home on the couch with a robe on and a thermometer. Like there was something off about him. Like he, his, I, I know you get in trouble as a fan reading body language. He physically looked like shit. And if you look at his body language when he gave up those two home runs, it was almost like, uh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like he wanted to be anywhere but the mound. And, like, and I, I, I look back to, like, last year in that Tampa series, and, you know, he wasn't great in that Cleveland, that little three-game series. He was okay. They won the game he pitched. And then he, he pitched uh, okay against Tampa. And that, that game five, he was on short rest, battled. I remember the first thing he got into a bases-loaded jam, and he, he fell behind 3-0 to, this, to whoever was up. And he fought back, and he struck the guy out, and he left the mound, fist-pumped. Let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck did that guy go? Where the fuck did you, that guy go? You think he's intimidated by Fenway? I, I, I don't know. Like, he just looked defeated. Maybe it was because he knew he was hurt. If that's the case, then he just should have been like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. He probably would have got killed the same way. Like, let's say he says, I can't uh, take the ball, and then they have to give it to – I don't even know who the next guy would have been. It probably would have been some opener bullshit or I, I don't even remember how the how the uh rotation probably Kluber. Kluber would have had to go out there and get pounded. And you know, Cole's probably getting just as uh getting, you know, grilled just as bad. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it was intimidation. He just looked like just a get, different guy. You somebody else mentioned like the profusely sweating and not looking like it's like he had the fucking flu. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, there's already one flu game, so there's no excuses, you know? I know. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I didn't like what I saw. But you can get in trouble as a fan doing that. Just found it odd. He looked, I mean, he I think, physically I think, I, like shit. I think part of you saying that is just hoping, like, that's just an aberration. Like, it's just one of those things. Something wasn't, something was off. And next year he'll be back and better than ever. But I mean, that's your hope. You hope that's not something that's, uh, that's going to stick with the guy, going to follow him around his career. Uh, because beating the Red Sox is kind of – it's one of those things you got to do as a Yankee if you want to be remembered, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And now, as far as I'm concerned, whether it's fair or not, Cole has entered A-Rod territory, you know? A-Rod didn't hear a lot after 04 when, when they collapsed because it was more of a collective team collapse. You know, Vasquez and Brown, and they, you know, they had nobody to pitch in those games. And the whole team melted down, really. No one was innocent there. It was just – it was bad. And he was actually pretty good up to that point in the playoffs here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not a, not I don't know if he had a great regular season that year, a couple MVP years to follow, but, you know, he had had a pretty good postseason. But then in 05, when they get beat by the Angels, and he put up like a two for 17 or whatever it was, I remember the ninth inning against K-Rod in the deciding game. Jeter leads off with a single, and then he came up and hit into a 5-4-3. From that moment on, A-Rod was like, it didn't matter. All right, you won an MVP in 2007. You won the MVP in 05. The Yankee fans were never going to embrace that guy until he put the team on his shoulders and won a championship. And I feel like Cole is now, because of this performance, whether it's fair or not, okay, this is part – this is – what comes with the pinstripes? I'm sorry. Okay. I know it might be unfair, but if you want to go and, you know, win Cy Young's and get chaired and just be like, oh, happy go lucky, go, go play for, you go, go play in St. Louis. You know, go out there, go play in the Midwest. 
this is New York. You gotta, you gotta deliver now. And nothing's gonna, nothing. You can come out there and you know you could be Doc in '85. Come out and win 25 games, two ERA. The Yankee fan is is not going to let you off the hook until you pitch big in October and win. That's Period. A, yeah, I. It, you could talk about how they've gotten there, and you could talk about like the win percentage and the games they've won, and how many playoff appearances in a row. My, my, mind you, that most of them are fucking wild card berths. Don't win the fucking division anymore. <laughs> Three out of five, or and then last year was. And last year it doesn't even I don't even know what last year they were right. like the sixth seed last year. <laughs> right. They wouldn't have even been in the playoffs if it if it was under regular circumstances. So but, they have they have one division title in like ten years. Yeah, but you can't tell me about all these fucking playoff berths when you have no hardware to show for it. You don't even have a fucking pennant to show for it. So don't fucking tell me about all these all these berths and expect me to be impressed with it. Like it's not just about getting there. All right, like it's great that you get there, but you got to take the next step at some point. You have to. You're right. It's again. It sounds like a spoiled Yankee fan to some people, but that's just the expectation. We can. The bar is different here. The bar is different. We can. We can live with losing. We can live with a bad season, and we don't like it. But we understand it's not. It's not always going to be. I mean, there, it's not dynastic all the time. It's just like it's impossible. This day and age, you're not going to have you know multiple championships in a row. Um, Nah. If, you, if you do, it's fucking amazing. I mean, it's no. You'll never see what we saw as with the. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't think you. Could. I mean, the Giants were the closest three out of five. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but so yeah, you just but but it, but on the other hand, if you get there, if you get there every year, that should yeah. that should increase your chances. But I mean, here you go. You look at the National League. You have the Braves and the Brewers who have been there like three or four years in a row each. I mean, neither of them have yeah. shit to show for it. And yeah. So you, you're okay with being the Braves and the Brewers? Right. I mean, and in the, in the, in the Rays are in that class right now. They're trying to get over the hump. Yeah. I mean, the, the bar's a little different in Tampa Bay, though. I mean, they're, you know, celebrating their first 100-win season. It's a little bit different. But yeah. even the Rays are trying to get to that point where, you know, they, I'm sure they don't like – uh, you know, being second best like they were last year and, you know, yeah. winning all these games and bowing out. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the bar, the bar is just – it's different. Whether that's fair or not, that's, that's what it means to be a Yankee. And, you know, the fact that they keep getting there and getting there and getting there and coming up short just tells you something – it just tells you something is off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, it just it tell it tells you something's off. I, I I don't know. Built being built for the regular season, built you know, built to kind of I don't know. I don't want to minimize the regular season, but kind of just kind of skirt by the regular season. And I mean, they've had impressive seasons where they've had like guys hurt, and they've kind of found a way still to win a bunch of games. Nineties, maybe I think what even a hundred games one year, and they had everybody was banged up. Um, and kind of on and off the DL, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's I don't know, it, but but doesn't doesn't hold up? Doesn't hold up in October, whatever the construction of the team is, it doesn't doesn't maintain. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of layers on it. We could, I mean, we could start with we could start with the offense. You know, yeah, the yeah. next time, Speaking. and I, I've 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 probably brought this up on the podcast a half dozen times. I've probably brought this up off the podcast one million times. Yep. 
in the last however many years. The next time, and this is going to happen, this is going to happen probably in March or April or at some point throughout the season, multiple times. The next time I hear that, oh, this lineup has no holes. How do you pitch to this lineup? <laughs> they get pitched to, they, they get pitched to just fine every October, no yeah. problem. Yeah. And they go down with a whimper. Okay. I mean, there was, it's Groundhog Day. Not to repeat myself, but it's Groundhog Day. Not even Fifth straight fucking year. There's weeks. There's weeks where they didn't hit. Well, in this season, unlike, unlike some of the other seasons, you actually saw this offense underperform in the regular season. A lot of times you'll see them bash, you know, mash teams throughout the regular season. This team kind of – it was almost a lot of foreshadowing. Like, they were trying to tell us, like, yeah, this is what we're going to do if, if we even get to October. Like, look, we're having trouble against the Orioles, okay? <laughs> why are you – you, you know, don't expect anything different in October. There's no – we're not going to flip a switch, okay? It's right in front of your faces, you idiots. We're having trouble against fucking Baltimore, Cleveland, and Texas late in September. We think it's gonna be you're gonna beat Boston and Tampa or Houston to go to a, the Dodgers. Of course not. Um, and you know, I, I'll I'll leave the 2017 team out of this because you know, forget about the fact that Girardi was there. I, I don't really care about that. But that offense had. You know, Chase Headley and Todd Frazier and yeah. Starling Castro. I mean, that team overachieved. They won 91 games. They, they miraculously came back against the Indians, who were the best team that year. But let me, just, let me just give you a rundown the last four years of the pitchers that have shut us down. And do – well, not – I guess do or die game for us, but not necessarily the other team. 2018 against the Red Sox in our building. In our building, okay, it was Rick Porcello, Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, Chris Sale, okay? One run, four hits off those guys and zero walks. I left Craig Kimber out of it because he, like, kind of wanted us to come back in the ninth inning there. Like, he almost single-handedly let us, let us win game four that year. So, all right, that, that was 2018. That's why we're big K. Crimble fans. Right. <laughs> 2019, okay, this is game six in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Brad Peacock, an opener, Josh James, Ryan Presley, oh. Jose Urquidy, Will Harris, Joe Smith. Those are the guys that before Osuna came in and DJ got, you know, the biggest hit of probably the Boone era of the last five years. Mm-hmm. Those, those guys shut us down for eight innings, two runs. Last year. 2020 COVID season. Glass now started on two days rest. Okay, he pitched game two. Oh, yeah. Remember, there was no off days in the series. He's pitched game two, came back in game five because I think they didn't trust Snell because he got rocked a little bit in game one. Mm-hmm. Glass now comes on two days rest, shuts us down for like two and a third, two and I don't remember exactly. Then it's Nick Anderson, Pete Fairbanks, Diego Castillo. One run, three hits. And that brings us to Tuesday night. Nate Avaldi, Ryan Brazier, Tanner Hauk, Hansel fucking Robles, <laughs> Garrett Whitlock. Two runs, six hits, zero walks. Glass 
jaw of an offense, okay? <laughs> this is a glass jaw team, and it starts with the offense, all right? Not everyone. Stanton, you got to lay off. Judge was good. Rizzo, I'm going to lay off. He had a solo dinger, and I thought he was great. You know, he was great for this team the last two months. They probably don't even get to October with him. But the rest of them, putrid, atrocious. This isn't Bob Gibson we're being shut down. No, no. Those pitchers I just ran up. Is, is there an all-star in the bunch? Never mind Hall of Famer. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> what, what, I mean, the, 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 the garbage that just shuts us down year after year, it's just maddening. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a disgusting list. If you just listed those names that I'm mentioning while you're listing them, I'd be like, what, mediocre. Oh, that would have been better. That would have been better. Uh, yeah, like, those are the guys that ended our season the last four uh, years. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, – you're right, though. They, the offense has to answer for what they did. I, I mean, you're, if you want to take anything positive away, we saw what Judge and Sand could do in a full season when healthy. I think – Yes. Uh, you know, Stanton looks really bad when he's bad. That's the main problem with him. He is streaky, and when he and he's bad, he looks like he doesn't know how to play baseball. He looks like his his swing looks so discombobulated um, and awkward that just like you don't we don't recognize the guy that was you know hitting 500 feet moonshots like a week ago. And so yeah. it's so it's such an odd thing um, when he's bad. Um, but. On the other hand, he we saw he can put a team on his back when he's healthy and he's going good. Uh, and Judge, um, same thing. He had a healthy season. He, t- he really turned it up the last couple months of the season, and I think that's that's a positive thing. And again, I mean, it's just a, it's just a matter of keeping those guys in the field, keeping them healthy. Um, other than that, though, I, there's not a lot of positives to take away. I mean, Lemayu took a huge step back this year. Hopefully, he was just nagging injuries or who knows what um hope, hopefully there's a reason and it can be fixed because yeah he's a gigantic part of this team um glaber huge step back sanchez in the you know stuck in the mud um rizzo probably you know the chances of coming back are 50 50 at best oh i hope he comes if, back if, he's if, uh, yeah it's a great fit but uh who knows i, I haven't heard anything um any rumors or anything? We well, you know you brought up Glaber and Sanchez. I was going to save this. I was going to save this, but I'll get into it right now. Yeah. Why doesn't this organization develop players? Like, I I know I know it's unfair. I I, I keep going back to the dynasty years, but you know it's just it's just part of it's just part of it being a Yankee. It's just you're always going to look back to those teams and. Yeah, there was a million hired guns on those teams. You know, Jimmy Key, David Cohn. Even O'Neill wasn't a hired gun, but you bring him in from Cincinnati. Tino, Mm -hmm. Brocious, like Knobloch. Um, There are a million guys that came in from other teams. But they had a core of guys that, you know, Jeter, Moe, Andy, Georgie, Posada. I I don't know. You know the guys. Even like Soriano towards the end of the dynasty who were drafted by the team. Well, Sir worked their way up. Sir was like a pro in Japan or something, right? I don't. Was he? Yeah, something something odd with him. All right, but yeah, no, I, I get your point. I'll leave. So I didn't even mean to throw Soriano in there. I was just drawing a blank. I was drawing a blank on names. Um. So yeah, you know, Bernie Jeter, Bernie, like those guys. They were drafted by the team, 
worked their way up two, three, four years in the minor leagues, paid their dues, climbed the ladder, and then became contributing factors on the major league team. I'm not even going to say like a dynasty because I'm not expecting this team to do that, but they became contributing factors for a decade plus on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, let's look around. Let, like, let's look around baseball. You know, like look at the two teams that are playing right here, Boston and Tampa. You know, Boston has Devers, uh, Bogarts. Mm-hmm. They had Betts, who they let go, but they mm-hmm. turned him into Verdugo. Like, like they have young guys who that they, they're you know do it the right way. And of course, the Red Sox bring in a bunch of guys. Like, they have the resources to do that. Of course, they do. I mean, look at uh, look at Tampa. Look at look at you know Meadows and Kiermaier and Rosarena. Franco, oh, they have you know, like unlimited. They're they're it's disgusting like what comes up every time you look at Tampa. It's like a new stud that they're bringing up. Look at their or, first game one and two starters in this series: McClan- Shane McClanahan, Shane Boz, two fucking yeah. Shanes, <laughs> two <laughs> Shanes, double barreled Shane. Yeah, I mean, I won't even give you a rundown of all the guys in the pen that they have. I mean, and look, uh, the Astros who played earlier. You know, Bregman, Correa, Altuve, you know, Springer, who's gone now. They drafted him. You know, now, uh, you know Kyle Tucker. And look at their first two game, uh, game two starters, mm-hmm. uh, game one and two starters. McCullers and Framber Valdez. I'm pretty sure those are both guys that came up through the system. Yeah. And then you look at the Yankees, right? And, you know, other than Judge, who's the guy that they've developed through the minor leagues – Right in the last five, six years, like we'll talk about this era of Yankee baseball, and that's actually gotten here, gotten better, or sustained their success and not regressed. Sanchez regressed, Glaber regressed, you know, and Duhar. What happened to him after he was rookie of the year? Like, he's an outfielder, he's hurt. Like, you don't know what you don't even know where he is. He's on the taxi squad, he's is he playing in triple A games? I don't know, you know, Debbie Garcia. Debbie Garcia oh. looks good last year. They plan on pitching him in a playoff game. He pitches one inning. They take him out for J-App. We haven't seen him yet. He's on a fucking milk cart. Haven't seen him again. No. no and apparently he's, he's, he's terrible in the minor leagues now. Yeah, was like six or something in AAA. Yeah. How about Clark Schmidt? He was a first-round uh, pick. Clark Michael, Schmidt, who Michael in, in – in, uh, in, uh, Clark Schmidt in fucking uh, – what was it? In spring training. They said, like, oh, he's uh, – He's, uh, he's hurt, and he, he's starting a rehab assignment sometime in April. You know when that rehab assignment started? Fucking September. Did he even, I don't even know if he came up and pitched for us because all the guys went together in September. Mm-hmm. You know, how about uh, – oh, Clint Frazier. Oh, Clint, Clint Frazier, he was untouchable. We got him in the Miller trade. Can't trade Clint, right? He's going to be our left fielder. 2016, he comes up and shows you something. It's 2021. Finally, they're ready to make him the left fielder. He fucking stinks. He's a stiff. Remember Rob Refschneider? I mean, the list goes on and on. It goes on and fucking on. And what do we get? What do we get for, like, our homegrown guys other than, like, Judge? You know, we get the Nick Nelsons of the fucking world. We get uh, Tyler Wade. <laughs> we get Luis Sessa. Like, this is the best this organization has to offer. The Jonathan Holder. Fucking, like, Mike Ford. Like these are these are these are the guys that you think you know are going to be a good young core and help you win a championship. I mean, yeah. I got to be honest. 
I got to be honest. Cashman has made some good moves. Cashman is pretty good at like he fleeces some teams on on uh, with trades and whatnot. I mean, you could don't say anything too nice about him because for the past like two weeks, I've been hearing about how great the Clay Holmes trade was from everybody who's willing to talk about it. Every time I saw Clay Holmes, it was how great the move Brian Cashman made. Oh, how did Brian Cashman get away with this? Uh, how did they get so much for so little? I mean, I know this get off is knob with fucking Clay Holmes already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell you this. Go back and look at every first round pick in the MLB draft from ninety-seven, from Cashman's tenure on. Mm-hmm. The best first round pick they've had. Well, they had Garrett Cole, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Phil Phil Hughes and maybe Ian Kennedy. Only two guys who had any sort of sustained success. In the big leagues. And I would, you know, neither of those guys really lit with the world on fire. I won't give you the rundown of all these guys. Bottom line is this. Cashman, like I said, he, he can fleece some, guy, well, some people with trades. He, 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 he's made some good trades. You know, DD comes to mind mm-hmm. you know, for Shane Green. But gun to my head. I think this guy might just be a horrendous evaluator of talent. Like, I think he might – like, okay, like the Rizzo trade was great, but, I mean, didn't we all know Anthony Rizzo was good? He's been in the league 10 years. Like, making the trade get, making the trade and not giving up that much is Cashman's, you know, usefulness. That's his skill. Right. right. Evaluating talent from the ground up. No. He's never done I think it. he's no. terrible. Terrible. He's absolutely never done it. Yeah. And I know it's not all him, you know, sitting there making the Yankees draft picks. I know it's dozens and dozens and dozens of scouts who are probably on the payroll, but he's the guy with the name, you know, with the name on the door. He's, he's the general manager. Yeah. You know, something, go, something goes wrong. Uh, you know, something goes wrong on some Navy SEAL mission or something. The president takes responsibility. Yeah. He's not on the mission, but he's got the name on the door. It's his responsibility. Cashman okay, has been horrible at evaluating talent. And I, I, I am so sick of hearing, because you you've heard about it during this mini rebuild, how they, they didn't really, like, didn't really rebuild, right? They never really bottomed out, and Cashman was able to keep them relevant yeah. without, you know, losing 90 games, like, say, Boston has done, or Tampa, or Houston was bad forever before they got good. Yep. But I have to fucking hear about, this Yankee organization, you know, second to none, the farm system, they're horribly run. They're not run well. They just have the resources where they could bring in a Cole. They could take on Stanton's contract and bring him in. You know, they, they have the resources to, you know, they have a high payroll, let's be honest, mm-hmm. where they're not going to, you know, be uh, the Miami Marlins or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. So – Right, well, with that money ball shit, you would think with the resources they have and you add in, like, whatever analytics money ball bullshit you want to add in, you would think that they'd be able to make something work. I mean, that's what all these successful teams are doing, right? That's what the Red Sox are doing. That's what Houston's doing. That's what the Dodgers are doing. Um, maybe the Dodgers. The Dodgers might just spend a lot of money. I'm not sure. Dodgers um, spend a lot of money. <laughs> but, I mean, for, for all these very successful teams – it's except for Tampa. It's a, it's a pretty group, pretty nice payroll plus the analytics, plus are known for like the analytics shit. Yeah. Uh, I, and but 
And the, the Yankees talk about it, but then, you know, we started a season with all right-handed batters in the lineup. So don't tell me into the analytics and then, you know, you go and do that. But like, I don't know. I don't know how many pitchers in the league are right-handed. It's going to be, it's got to be like 65, 7% are right-handed. Uh, and you throw in you throw a lineup out there every day. That's going to be, you know, mismatched. Um, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking there. I'm just think I just think that was just arrogance and stupidity just thinking like, Oh, you know, Right-handed yeah, bats. Who cares? They go. They all go the other way. They could take advantage of the short porch. Like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not how it works. It's not. I mean, you you've you've been here how long? You were here in '97, man. You got here. You saw what a balanced championship lineup looks like. Like, what's going through your head thinking you don't need a lefty in Yankee Stadium? Look, <laughs> go look at Monument Park. Go look at the plaques out there. Go look at how many lefties are out there. You dummy. Know. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. You have to go back. Yeah, go back to go back to nineties. Go back. Go back to the seventies. Go back to the sixties. And this, you know, go back to the fifties uh, and the twenties. Like you're going to find lefties uh, all over those lineups, right? And it's just, <laughs> so that's why, like, I I wouldn't mind just seeing him go. I, he's not going to. I know he's got one year left on his deal. I'd be yeah. shocked. I, he runs the team. He's the Yankees right now. Like he's yeah, it's, it's his team. It's, it's problematic. It's troublesome. It really is. It doesn't answer for anything. There's no accountability, and there's never – there hasn't been. That, that's, that kind of job security and lack of accountability um, breeds this kind of mediocrity. Yeah. Bottom right. Line. Right. There's no pressure. There's no – I mean, he, the, he should be on the hot seat. He should feel the heat. I'd be surprised if he did. doesn't mean he doesn't want to win. You know, it doesn't mean that's, he wants fans that's, that's screaming, yelling, that's, and screaming. It's just that's not the, the fucking fourteenth guy. You know, on a on a basketball team wants to win, but I mean, if he goes out there, he's gonna get stomped on by starting five. You know, that's not the point. Whether whether you want to win or not, if you're good at it, you'll you know you stick around and keep doing it. But if you're not, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess the only thing left is uh, the manager. I want to touch on him. What did you uh, What did you think about his infamous quote from the other night? I didn't watch the presser. I just saw the one quote that kind of blew up. Everyone's kind of already touched on and blown up about. Which one? The league caught up to the, us? The league has closed the gap on us. <laughs> What's he talking about? What's he mean? What is he talking about? That leaves close the gap on us. What from I mean, you, you have a gap in your brain, Aaron Boone. Okay. Uh, There's a that. gap in your brain where there should be more brain. Because that's a dumb that's as dumb a statement. That's something Joe Tor- and I've heard this point made, and it's the I'm stealing it from I think Jastremski, but it's the first thing I thought of when I saw this quote. That's something like Joe Torrey could have said in two thousand two. Or 2004, like when the Red Sox beat us, like you know what, leagues closed the leagues closed the gap on us. You know, it's just it's it's not as easy anymore. It's you know we maybe we've declined a little bit, and these teams have gotten a little better. You know, the gap's been closed. What you should be the ones trying to close the gap and trying to get to where Boston is, and trying to get to where Tampa is, and trying to get to where Houston is. If anything, the gap is further, and you're and you're. You're but you're way below this gap. There's a gap, and you're down here, and then there's like three or four teams that you want to be that are up here. That's the gap. Yeah, he's never 
as a manager, he's never been at the top part of that gap. Never. <laughs> now, at one point in his managerial career, have the Yankees, outside of preseason rankings or predictions, have the yeah, Yankees ESPN been – ESPN power rankings, maybe. Yeah. May, yeah. <laughs> um, they're climbing. The gap is closing. The gap is close. This doesn't make any sense. It's almost like he just said it. He just was nervous and didn't know what to say. And then, like, I hope as soon as he said it, he realized what an idiot he is and how no, that made no sense. No shot. He has no idea. I mean, you went from let's let's leave. You know, let's just look at the last three years. You went from the ALCS to the ALDS to the wild card game. That is called regression. That is, that's failure. That's as bad. I mean, it could be worse. I guess not as bad as it gets, but it's bad. It's, you, you took over a team, an overachieving team that was, you know, a game away from the World Series. Geno Smith coming in for the – sorry, I caught that out of my – I got double barrel action over here. I got the baseball TV, football laptop. Apparently yeah. Geno Smith's coming in, which is bad news for Seahawks betters. Russell Wilson, uh, like – Dislocated a finger or something. Ooh, okay. I think Stafford did too. Is that true? Oh, is that right? I didn't see that. Uh, I saw it taped up. I didn't see that close up. Did you see – while we're talking the football real quick, did you see that crazy punt? I don't even know what happened. Oh, I saw it out of the corner of my eye because I'm like, I got notes here. I got fucking two TVs going. There's yeah. A, uh, there's a flag, but I don't know what the flag was for. But, like, the, this, there's a snap, a blocked punt. Uh, the kicker, like, did, like circled around did like a one-handed scoop into the second hand to like it was you would not teach your guy to you know pick up a football a bouncing football like this but he basically grabbed the one hand and then like brought the other hand around grabbed it scrambled a little bit <laughs> and then booted it i don't know like seven kept his composure yeah it was an it was an amazing play it was i've always game. wondered i've always thought that punters panic in that situation a lot of times Whenever they fumble the snap and then they just start running around like idiots before they get drilled. Well, it was a block, too, so the guy was on top of him. It wasn't like he wasn't alone, you know. It wasn't just a fumbled snap went behind him. Right. So I think some punters panic and just start running with the ball when they actually have time to just, when they're running, just boot it. You're a punter. Yeah. You can punt it on the run. He, he did an awesome job. That was very cool. It was uh, the Seahawks punter, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know who the Seahawks punter is. I know Johnny Hecker is the Rams punter. I don't know about the Seattle. You can only do so much yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where I was going. Boom. They've regressed, basically. ALCS, ALDS, wild card. I mean, just answering that question like that, I don't give a shit if you're – like, it's the presser. Your, your season's over. I don't know. You're being nervous in front of the, in front of the fucking media. Uh, it's not – that's not really uh, confidence and you know inspiring. I mean, how about just saying it's unacceptable the result in this season? Yeah, like we're the New York Yankees, we cannot. Uh, no, but they're just happy to get. They again, we talk about just getting there. They are just happy to get there. Even they're with, ha- they look at it as they just overcame so many obstacles and so many hurdles, and this guy had COVID and that guy was injured. <laughs> You know, we're just yeah, we were the gutty, gritty Yankees who gutted our way to ninety-two wins. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, the bar has changed. Yeah, and it's and it's and it starts with, it starts with Boone, and 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 I don't know if this is on Boone necessarily, but he's he's you know again his name's on the door. It says manager. Yeah, not nobody's gotten better. 
Well, we've gone okay. over, and you, you've gone over extensively, like, Boone's best, greatest hits, you know, all the, the times he's really, like, I think a couple times you said he's painted his Mona Lisa assistant. No, I can't, I, I can't even get into – I won't even go – I mean, he, to me, this game was over. I can't – he left a couple guys in too long the other night, but, like, that was on Cole that yeah, game. the game's the not offense. on – no, that one game is not on him. Um, no, it's not. And I, I won't even go into all the things that he did that fucked up games throughout the years. But right. um, I'm just looking at it just as the team as a whole. Like, I, I was thinking about this today, actually. You know, in 2018 and 2019, mm-hmm. good regular seasons. They win 100 games both years. And, you know, there was, there was hope around those teams. And – I don't know what happened last year. I don't know if it was Glaber moving to shortstop or, or what. Um, like, the past two seasons, 2020 and 2021, yep. like, they just became, like, a low IQ, can't run the bases, can't field. You know, they always had their shortcomings, even in 2018 and 2019, like an all-or-nothing offense and, you know, they had their shortcut, never had a pitcher, which is probably Cashman's fault. You never have a pitcher to start these games. Yeah, yeah. But in 2020 and 2021, they became just putrid at playing the game. Yeah, do you think it, it maybe has something to do with, like, taking that next step? Expectations were higher, and they just never figured out. And instead of – and it's tough to maintain that. If you're not going to maintain the level of success and that kind of um, – you, you have that hope. I mean, if you don't go up, you're, you can't, like, stay steady. It's going yeah. go down, right? So you're saying instead of flourishing under the pressure of those expectations, they kind of floundered. They wilted, yeah. Wilted. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. that could I don't be know. part of it. I, I like just, they became like a stupid baseball team under this guy. Yeah. <laughs> they became like a dumb, like, no fundamentals – Little undisciplined. I mean, yeah, it, it was very odd. And, you know, I think he has to take the blame for some of it. And I'm not saying if Girardi had stayed, they'd be getting ready for their fifth straight parade. Right, right, right. No, the team, the team is very flawed. And, and who knows, if Girardi had stayed, gun to my head, I, I would lean towards them probably not having a championship. But, you know, I don't know. It's a stupid hypothetical. Um, but Boone has to take a shot for just at how – just the lackadaisicalness of this team. And it starts with him, and it starts with the way like he's managing these regular season games by not using his A relievers all the time, by just telling you, like telling you in, in post-game press conferences, like I know he wants to be, you know, too cool for school and like, hey, we're okay, we're okay, we're okay. Yeah. Well, you're not okay because you ended up in a one-game playoff. You finished eight games behind the Rays. I go back to April – when you were starting Nick Nelson on a Friday night in, in the series against Tampa, you started Nick Nelson as an opener and he gave up like five fucking runs. Okay. Then you end up getting swept in that series and you put yourself in an early hole in the season. And before you look up, it's not, you're not even through April yet. And you're like five, six games behind Tampa and you never recovered. So don't yeah. tell me, don't, don't, don't tell me it's all right. We're going to get to where we're going. We're the wild card game. That's where you're going. And you're not lasting long. Wow. Rosa rain is stealing home. I haven't seen that in a while. Wow, off the lefty. I mean, talk. Yeah. An Aaron Boone team wouldn't be doing that. I'll tell you that, stealing home. 
Well, let's, I mean, let's worry about getting guys in scoring position first. We start <laughs> doing crazy shit like stealing home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, and, and I don't, and I fucking that fucking douchebag Buster Olney on Twitter. Uh, I, I love, I love seeing the Red Sox have to deal with this piece of shit stadium. The Yankees have been, I'm not, I mean, they, yeah, Red Sox go there just as much as us, but it's nice, it's <laughs> nice seeing those scumbags have to deal with. Fucking, is it the first ring? Is it the second ring? Well, that's a ground rule double. And that <laughs> fucking dumb fucking ballpark. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Something about Boone. Was uh, I going in on Boone still? Jeez, oh, before the I blacked the Ero- out. I blacked before, out. The Ar- before the Rosarina steal. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you were going in on Boone. Shit. Sorry, it was the rings. I got lost with the rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord um, of the Rings. That should be the name. Of yeah, the no, but you're right. But it, you're right. It doesn't. When he goes to like to the B squad and just gives up regular season games like willingly. Yeah. Um, and maybe the B squad needs to be better. Also, maybe they need to have a better A. Maybe they need to have a better plan A. Right. You know, if, it's, if that's what he has to do, that's what he's relegated to doing. Um, again, and that goes to the construction of the team. So that it, it's, it, the, the blame falls on both of these guys. Boone's questionable managing, um, which probably comes from conversations with Cashman, which is the dumbest thing. If I was a ball player and I was taking fucking order, I would have been fired so fast if I was Boone because I would just – You would never have gotten the job. You wouldn't you would have made it past the interview. Well, no, because maybe it was like a little conversation. Yeah, mutual, yeah it'll be mutual. But as soon as I got there, I'm like, well, I'm the fucking manager. You can't tell me. Like, my lab, that's not what my lineup's going to be tonight. Like, I'm, right, like, I'm in the clubhouse every day. I'm, yeah, I'm talking to these guys. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I I might get the job because there'd be like some understanding. But then once I got once I got going, realized like what he wanted, I would be like, no, nah, all right, it's not going to happen. It'd be like year, maybe into the second year. I realized, <laughs> get canned. Yeah, but if I'm a yeah, which which just reinforces the fact that Aaron Boone's a fucking pussy because he's taking his marching orders from a fucking dweeb front office dweeb. Yeah, and he sucks at what he does. And how long you been at? Guy. How long have you been at your job for? Uh, your five, current job. Five years. How long? Five, five years. Five years. Yeah. All right. So just about as long as Boone. Do you, are you better at your job than you were at d- day one? Do you think you're any better than you were? Yeah. At I'm five gotten, years I'm, in. I mean, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I got him promoted. So yeah, I'm definitely better at my job. <laughs> All right, this guy. Just as bad as he was day one. Like he, there's oh, yeah. no, he hasn't learned a thing. Oh, I remember what I was going in on. That asshole Buster Only. Oh yeah, <laughs> but please, hey, I'm glad Buster I didn't Buster Only. You know, and all these people defend the the Boone defenders are just fucking oh, absolutely God. lost. You're you're not living there. You're not living and dying with this team like I am. Six straight months, 160 something fucking games watching this guy just piss down his leg. Fucking have diarrhea all over the pitcher's mound night after night. All right, you're not you're not watching what I'm watching, okay? And Buster only has the balls to be like, Aaron Boone, last four years, he's averaged 98 wins. All right, let's go look. Let's go. You want to play that game, Buster? Let's go look at Joe Torre's last four years and see how many wins he averaged. Let's go see how many wins he averaged. You know what he also did? He won four division titles in those in his last four seasons. You know what else? You know what else he did before that? He won four championships, and eventually, you know what? He had a, he he was out. He was out because the bar is different here. Okay, and was that was it? Was it right how it went down? Probably not. 
but you know, at this point, it's ancient history. Okay, so don't so don't give me this. He averaged ninety eight wins. No Yankee fan gives a flying fuck how many regular season games this team won. Okay, under Aaron Boone, you don't get it's again. Again, I keep going back to this bar, different yeah. hair. Okay, yeah. hasn't gotten it done in a big spot, and he's an atrocious in-game manager who does not understand. I'll borrow another line from Tory. Okay, I'll borrow another line. The game has a the game has a heartbeat. Aaron Boone. Oh, okay, yeah. Boone's Kevorkian. Boone Boone <laughs> takes a fucking sledgehammer to the heartbeat of the game. The guy has no feel. Okay. None at all. No feel. None at all. It's like hell, like Helen Keller in the dugout. Okay, <laughs> heart heartbeat. I mean, Helen Keller would at Buster least have some. Me. Helen Keller at least have. Was she just blind? She's blind and deaf. Oh, she was brilliant though. So it's probably a poor comparison. Yeah. Like fucking Brad Keller. You're more like Brad Keller. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's much better comparison. Yeah. Much more middle of the road. Uh, underachieving. Great. Uh, and just all these assholes sticking up. I think I saw John Hammond stick up for him. Oh, it's just, too, they, just, yeah. they just like, they, they just like Boone because he's a nice guy. I, I don't give a shit. I'm sure like, what's I don't his give name? a shit how nice he is. Kenny, what's his name? I'm sure he... Uh, Kenny, uh, Brian Kenny. I'm sure Brian Kenny was a big, is a big Boone guy. He just seems like it because he's a numbers guy. I look right at the numbers. And he'll tell the story. <sighs> he'll tell the story from uh, from... Uh, baseball reference or some shit. Oh, yeah. All these guys who they don't – they're not sitting there. They're not sitting there in May, okay, watching, watching the Yankees get swept by the Tigers on Memorial Day weekend, okay? I am. Oh. I'm watching it, okay? I'm watching Aaron Boone That's right, that mismanage his bullpen on April 18th, in, you know, against the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm there. You're not. You're just parachuting in and looking at the regular season record at the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. You don't know shit. Nothing. That's it. Yeah. Assholes. The media man. <laughs> I think that's the. I think that's the last of who you have to go in on. Is there anybody else you got to go in on? I think I. I think I'm exhausted. Uh, I did. Let me ask this. <laughs> you think they? I mean, look at Alex Cora, man. You don't think you if you don't think a manager makes a difference. This Red oh, Sox yeah. team's not that good. No, Look no. They're pitching. Same team they had last year for the most part. Same exact record as the Yankees. Yeah. And then just and beat their ass in the postseason, in the play, excuse me, playing game. Yeah. You know, so uh, oh, don't tell me, a, don't tell me place. a manager doesn't make a difference. Last place a year ago, pretty much the same team. I mean, Schwarber's up now. So obviously and the team has taken on his personality, his identity. And unfortunately, I think the Yankees have taken on the personality of Boone, which is yeah. just a big puss. Fucking – Mayonnaise. <laughs> yep. warm, warm mayonnaise. That's day old. It's been left out overnight. Mm-hmm. And not even helmet. Miracle whip. Oh yeah, not the good, not the good mail. Yeah. Not even not yeah. even miracle whip. It's like a stop like and a, shop brand. Generic, yeah. It's been left dollar, out. Dollar dollar general mayo. It's been left out. It's July. Uh, you know, the, the, it, it's just boring and stinks. There's a fly on it. At least one. There's a lot of flies on Boone. Do you think that uh, – so obviously we both – I've been saying fire Boone all season. Mm-hmm. I don't think 
people who say like, oh, the fire Boone takes are a hot take. I don't think so. I think he's an atrocious manager. Uh, I don't think it's a hot take at all. No, I know. But people think like if you're a fire, this guy, fire that guy, that you're like out for blood. It's not the case. He just sucks. Um, yeah. So obviously we both are on the same page. He's got to go. But do you think – do you think he's back here next year? It's um, such it's such a tough because Cashman's got one year on his deal, so Cashman's in the last year of his contract. I mean, I don't. Would they bring him back on a one-year deal where he's a lame duck? It's I think if they did bring him back, it might be a one. I don't see how you can give him three years because I really feel like the fan base. Oh my! Like God. if he's the manager next year. The fan base is going to ride him. That's why it's not a hot take. This is I, – I don't think I, – I haven't seen too many Yankee fans, you know, uh, you know, whether it's people I know or whether it's on social media. I haven't seen too many Yankee fans that, you know, have stuck up for Boone. It's always like the media guys or like fans of other teams yeah. who just don't get it, who aren't, you know, in the uh, trenches with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish – I. I would. I don't have a feel, man, because I don't have a feel for it. I got, you know what? Gone to my head. I, I would say he's back on a one-year deal. I think. I, Is that? I mean, this, I, guess it, I guess it comes back to, to Cashman. If they're not going to fire him, because no. one year left. I mean, that'd be amazing if they. He's did. Teflon, that would, Cashman. That, yeah, that would show me something. They fired him, him, and and uh, you know started. Started fresh with the with the new GM, new manager. Combo, I'm confident but. in saying Phil Nevin will probably be gone. They'll make him the scapegoat. That was terrible the other night, but I think they I think they'll they'll get rid of him like to appease the fan <laughs> that was, base. That was really bad. It was terrible. Um. Uh. Well, yeah, you wonder if if Cashman actually feels the heat. Is he? That, I think that's telling. So if he re-ups Boone, I think he's not feeling any heat at all. If he doesn't re-up Boone and like, makes a big splash with the manager. Another, another ring. He had another ring. Oh, I switched it over. I think what that, a dump. What a dump. That's uh, the worst. I mean, congratulations, baseball. You got these scumbags on TV. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah an the worst. Embarrassing, it is, what an embarrassing fucking it's establishment. Just a, it's just the worst. It's the worst. Uh, Part. I've never been there, but it's the worst part to watch on TV. The worst. I've been, I've been there multiple times. It's as bad as it looks. It's, it's a shopping mall. Ugh. Well, that's what the Yankee Stadium is, but this is like the, the cheap shopping this, mall. This is an indoor. It's an indoor shopping mall. This yeah. is yeah. Um this is like the, the shopping mall that has the uh has like the, the dipping dots front. See, so that's like that's like the main attraction. See, I think I think it was a little bit telling when Cash made the moves for Rizzo and Gallo and even Heaney to an extent because I know Heaney wasn't his first choice. Right. Uh, to me, that was um, – he doesn't make moves like that at the deadline often, and not that many. He's, it's usually like a small move here, small move there, maybe. I mean, he doesn't really make splashes at the deadline. So, to me, that was a little bit – I mean, they needed that shit too, right? So to, but to me, it's like a little bit like giving in, like, okay, we need this shit, otherwise we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I feel like that it's a little bit of pressure. Like, if we don't do this, it's not going to end well. Um, 
So um, if he if he makes if if he re ups on Boone, I think his job is secure. I think Cashman's secure in his job. If he lets Boone go and makes a big splash with the manager, like I don't know Beltran or um, I don't know a guy like that. I mean, I don't know what else is out there really, but ah, I mean, who knows? He yeah. might just want he might bring in like a, another Boone, another puppet guy right, with no yeah. experience, right? But which is the, obviously the fair. But he would just bring Boone back if he's going to do that. So if it's if it's if it's Boone, or if it's not, if it's not Boone, I right? But that'll Boone. get. I'm just that if it bringing in another puppet would at least get the fan base off his back with Boone. It would get yeah. the it would get the fan base. You know, it would appease the fan base. Get, getting rid of Boone, but this is the thing, though. You talk about Cashman feeling the heat. Who's he feeling the heat from? Uh, yeah, like, no, yeah, we you talked about the Steinbrenners and. Uh... You know, There's no way he's scared of Hal. He's not afraid of Hal. And no. you know, and you know what else? You know what else this comes down to too, is even if Hal did let him go, yeah, he he'll, he'll go and get another job. Cashman, yes. Cashman will go and get another job, no problem. Oh yeah, Cashman will go someplace. Boone, I don't think we'll ever see work again. I really don't. I don't think anybody will even hire that guy. He cannot be. Who's going to hire him? I think it would just have to be like the Reds. Is that is that the only other team he played for? No, he played for uh, Washington. I, yeah, I don't know. You never you never know. Yeah, who uh, he know could just who he could just go back to the booth maybe. ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Take over for a Rod. Yeah. Matt, no more Vasquez on Sunday Night Baseball. <laughs> I actually think A-Rod could work on Sunday Night Baseball if you get somebody who's actually cool as a play-by-play guy. Vasgersian's yeah. just, ugh. A-Rod's atrocious. He is bad. Yeah, but it always comes down to him. He's just not, like, authentic in any kind of way. It always seems scripted or... I don't know you just feel you feel like he's thinking too hard about what to say and how it looks on him, and he when he laughs, he he laughs. It's like in my mind, I'm thinking it's like he's auditioning for a color analyst in in a mayor in a mayor at home. In like a movie, though, he's like, all right, well, now and then you know, imagine your co-host is something funny, you have to laugh, and he's not a good actor, so ha ha ha. And you think I get say, he's like, do I do a fourth ha or three enough? Ha, I do that. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very awkward. Uh, yeah, I don't like it, right? He's, <laughs> a shitty, he's a shitty human. You, uh, you told, and he's a bad person, yeah. Uh, you did tell me uh, the other night to switch to ESPN2, which I did. And I told one other person that, and he was overjoyed that there was a second, uh, oh, second yeah. place to watch it. Yeah, I, I knew, uh, yeah, I went over there in like the first inning and never looked back. Yeah, that's a good move. No, nobody, nobody should have, nobody should have to listen to A Rod. Nah, he's brutal. It's that's like the only thing that you know Yankees and Yankee fan and Red Sox fans could probably agree on is they're probably no, 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 no. Just, fuck, just, yeah, fuck Red Sox fans. They can't have that opinion. I don't give a shit. That, I don't give a shit what Red Sox fans say that they that they hated A Rod in the booth the other night. Yeah, I don't want to hear them. They don't have they don't, they don't have a right to an opinion. <laughs> All right. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's some pitching right there by JP Fireson. I by the way, I don't I don't remember the names off the top of my head, but there was names 
And the and the Tampa, um, out of the Tampa pitching staff, they got left off the uh, play, the postseason roster. Yeah, that would, that would have a home inside the Yankee bullpen. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I know Anderson got left off, but I think that's more because of injury, right? Is that right? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I thought it was Nick. Yeah, it was him, and I thought there's somebody else that was a pretty good pitcher that got left off. Oh yeah, maybe. It was like, you know, mini baseball headline. Drew Rasmussen, he's on the he's on the uh the roster. He was picked fifteen spots after Clark Schmidt in the 2017 draft. <laughs> his, his, his ERA is half the amount that Clark Schmidt's is. You really did your homework for this one. Yeah. I was like, let me go look and see Brian Cashman's first round. I have them all listed here. I didn't even read them off. They're atrocious. Once I was like, no one wants to hear these fucking names. No one. Terrible. Any of them make it besides Hughes and Kennedy? If it make I didn't it, even, well, I didn't even write back that far. But no, uh, no. Caprillion's probably the best one, 2015. He's in, obviously the jury's still out on him. and He's in Oakland. Right. You know, but 2016, they drafted a guy, Blake Rutherford, outfielder. <laughs> they, they put him in a trade. The next year, good trade actually. But this is this is where Cashman's useful. They traded him in uh, for Fra- Todd Frazier, D. Rob, and Tommy Case. That was a very good trade. Yeah. But have you heard anything from Blake Rutherford? No. And I know baseball is one of those sports where you're probably gonna, no pun intended, but swing and miss a lot of times on draft picks because it's just the nature of the sport. You, you can go back and look at MLB drafts; like the number one overall guy didn't make it. I mean, oh, that's yeah. Vi- yeah. In, ba- in basketball, it's more likely the number one pick is going to be at least a pro, at least serviceable, at least have like a you know ten year career. Yeah. In, ba- yeah. in baseball, you never know, but this guy just never connects on young talent. Like he has no eye for talent. Like there's some catcher they drafted in 2018. I don't know if we if he's made any buzz yet, but all I read was that he hit 175. In low A ball. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> First round pick, man. Come on. Yeah, and that's, uh, well, you know, we'll, it's, it's, it's the same cycle next year. You know, we'll, we'll get to spring training. It's the eternal season of hope. So we'll have, like, all right, let's, you know, put it together. And again, talk about, like, put in, it's a perfect season, perfect playoffs, put it together, make a right yeah. trade or two at the deadline. And, uh, it's just frustrating because it's going to be the same narrative and then it's the same complaints. Like, yeah, what, what have they done differently? What have they done better that they didn't do better last year? And if they're not developing talent, if uh, the team that's on the field isn't getting better, then it's really just like slamming your head against the wall. So you think – so you, Guns here, do you think Boone is back with the whole coaching staff or there's tweaks? There's, there'll be tweaks. Sure, I mean, the Nevin thing I think is – Probably a safe bet. He'll be a um, scapegoat, yeah. And, and he was, uh, and we did get the most runners thrown out at home this season, so yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just game one sixty three. Yeah, you know we were tied with the Royals. Excuse me, and maybe twenty four guys. And may, and maybe um, who's the hitting coach? Tim's. Yeah, I could see Tim's going. Well, we've done that before. Like I think oh, the yeah, hitting coach got fired after the 0-1. Right, probably one World Series. I'm pretty yeah. sure the hitting coach got fired. Like, hitting yeah. coaches, 
I don't know. I mean, you give you give Tim's credit for Stanton. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. The hitting coach to me is people like to say like the manager doesn't mean anything, which is just mind boggling that you'd have that opinion. But I honestly think the hitting coach is just nothing. Yeah, it's a nothing uh, job. The people who say that, I mean, those people aren't managers. Let me see you be. Let me see, if if you don't mean if a manager doesn't mean anything. Let me see you manage a team for one sixty two. Yeah, I, especially with how you know you could have made an argument. Uh, you know, back in the fifties or sixties when guys were pitching complete games, maybe you can make an argument the manager doesn't do that much. But nowadays, with you know openers and you got to use five six pitchers every game, how could you say a manager doesn't mean anything? A manager, if anything, probably means a little more nowadays. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, so you think, so you think um, Boone's back on a one-year deal? Jeez, yeah, a gun to my head. I. Uh, if it was up to you, obviously, no, he wouldn't be back. I got. I gotta say, he's not coming back. I really, I, it makes sense for him to come back just because of how the organization is run and just because how Cashman does things. But it wasn't a good year. They have regressed so much. They lost their Red Sox in the, in the, in the, in the playing game. It, it, it makes sense you want to bring him back. He hasn't gotten better. He hasn't shown you anything. If, if you bring him back, what are you doing? It, really, it doesn't make sense baseball-wise to bring him back. Yeah. But, so I would say, I would, and I would, you know, hold my breath if I had a gun to my head, but I would say no, because it just, it, and, and I can't get inside Cashman's head or wh- where he's coming from, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but. So real quick, rapid fire. Sanchez. Gone. gone. Chad Green. Gone. Uh, Rizzo slash Voight. Voight. Gone, uh, attempt to re-sign Rizzo. I'm all for Rizzo, and I'm I'm with you on Sanchez Green. Gone. These ones are a little; those were layups. (laughs) Yeah. A couple more. Chapman. He Uh, signed through next year. He'll be there. You got to. I I would look to move him, but that's just. I know. I know you would, but uh, yeah, I just. Who's coming? Get rid of him now when he still has value. You, you know, you can trade him to someone who will get a full season out of him. You're not going to be able to move him, tra- uh, you know, uh, at the trade deadline unless you're out of it. You're, pro- you're probably right on him, yeah. I would, I would, I would look to move him. Uh, Glaber. He's your starting second baseman next year. Starting second. And that would, you wouldn't look to move him? You'd stick him at second? Yeah. You know, you, they're going to bring in a shortstop. I don't know who's going to be. But they're going to try try and bring one of those uh, free agent shortstops. I'm sure. Um, maybe going to second, a little less pressure. Doesn't. Ho- hopefully, his approach is a little bit different next year. He's still so young, but he's got to accept that he's not a 38 home run hitter. That's not his game. It cannot be his game again. He's got to. He is. He needs to do some work. I. I uh, don't love it. Um, but you're not going to get anything for him if you try and move him. So. So does that mean you? He's a pretty slick second baseman too. Like he's a good defender. I, it's he's like a different fucking guy over there. It's unbelievable yeah. how it took them this long. Yeah, I mean it's it, 
it's uh, we've we've gone down this before. There was definitely something to be said. There there's something. There's definitely a correlation between his struggles and the move to shortstop. That's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you? I mean, Lemay, he was going to be on the team. Yeah. Do you look to? And let's say they do bring back Rizzo. You bring Geo back too. You just you just have five infielders for four spots. I, I want I like they love to do the platoon stuff. I wonder if like Lemay goes back to just first base one day, you know, spell a guy here, which I don't love that. And I wish you play like an outfield position to kind of make up for it, but do they bring in a shortstop? I think they do. I think they and have. then you have kind of Geo, DJ, uh, platoon at third. DJ could play first, you know, give Rizzo a day. Because I know people are going to say, well, you're log jammed. You have five infielders for four spots. But we've seen with injuries, you, just, you can't have too many guys. And I just and don't God know. Forbid you, God forbid you have good players on the bench, you know. God forbid you have Gio Urshela on the bench or look at DJ the fucking, LeMahieu look at the, the fucking, bench. Look at the fucking Dodgers last night. Chris Taylor comes off the bench. It's a, is there one guy on the bench who you expect to come in at a game-winning home run for the Yanks? They're one fucking guy in the bench. Game winning home run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bring us within 12-3. Like, no, I don't think yeah. that's happen. Um, and I just, you know, I don't know what to make of DJ LeMay. I don't know what we're going to get from him next year. I don't know if he's going to hit 330 again. Um, I don't know if he's a batting champ again or comes close to that kind of line. I think, I think he's better than he was this year. No, but you can live with him batting like 280. Yeah, yeah. Which in that case, we don't need you in there every day. Like you're, you're a good little, not little, but you're a above average um, guy to have to play every day at a bunch of positions. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, and, and Geo gets a little less playing time. I'm fine with that too. Right, and Geo could play short. Geo could play third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't no, like. I have no problem with. I have no problem with having you know a couple guys who have been started before on the bench yeah. you know it's just it comes yeah. to the territory we haven't won with you guys fucking starting so we can mm-hmm. lose with you guys in the bench too right okay oh well i had one more guy written down yeah joey gallo not yeah. a free agent yeah, he's but year left. but i think he he's arbitration eligible so i don't know how it exactly works but he doesn't they don't necessarily have to offer him anything yeah, I, I think it's worth seeing what he could do in a full year. I mean, I, don't, I think it's better than a 199 hitter. Um, you know, I just – I hate to admit it, but I think I would bring him back for a full season. See what he can do, yeah. Yeah, I think he was pressing a little bit too. Like, he's not – right, he's not going to be a 300 hitter. But I think he was pressing a little bit when he started struggling uh, late August. I, I think for the last month he was really kind of in his own head. Um, cause he sucked, but, uh, I think he really wants to be here, which I kind of, I like that. He seemed excited to be a Yankee and uh, hopefully, you know, just kind of getting a, fr- a fresh start in the, in the winter off, he comes back re-energized and he's doing a little bit, you know, has a little bit better of a year. I think he's a prototype, pro- prototype of like the modern ball player hits, hits it a ton, strikes out a bunch, walks. He's a three true outcome guy. Yeah. Right. So, um, that, 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 again, I don't love that, but I think it'll be worth seeing what he can do. 
Uh, and plus, he's a he's a he's an A plus uh, outfielder, so you, you can't have you can't have enough of those guys either. So, uh, what he what he lacks at the plate, he can make up for there. You know, I don't need him batting fourth or fifth. Who can somehow avoid that? But you know, I, I bring him back. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that means you're, he's your left fielder. I think. Yeah. I wouldn't count. I I wouldn't necessarily count on it though. I I could see them moving on. Hmm. I don't think it's automatic that he comes back. Huh. I never even think I th- I just kind of thought it was a given he'd be coming back, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't know, because then you have the Hicks things. Hicks gonna be your center fielder. Uh, Hicks, yeah, Hicks is definitely gonna be your center fielder until he gets hurt again. Yeah. We're unfortunately stuck with Hicks. We are. Hicks turned into like the Ellsbury contract. <laughs> I, didn't, didn't. I actually saw I actually saw something on Twitter today that, that Hicks had only played 17 more games than Ellsbury did in his first six years of his deal or something. <laughs> oh my god, that's nuts. Yeah, I'm I, mean, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something I mean, bad. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was uh, Gallo, Hicks, and Judge. If Hicks was batting like eighth, but he's been batting second, third. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be. Like, no, yeah, yeah. If you had to bet your life on who the three hitter is. Yeah, it's probably opening day. You probably bet your life. Yeah, games. it's just a joke. That guy is the furthest thing from a three hitter. Um, but we'll see who the new manager is. <laughs> right, right. So, all right, that's it. There you, ha- that's, there you have it. If uh, if you're a l- listener Sunday poor and you hate the Yankees, this is the last time you're probably going to hear about them until uh, March. So we 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 really emptied it out. We took a big giant shit, and this is uh, <laughs> it was 20, all Yankees on the 2021 Yankees. You know we'll complain about them again when uh, you know when we're watching the World Series and we see guys that like you know that wow why can't we have a guy like that why don't they, why do they think like that and have a guy like that on the bench or why don't they have a guy like that in their lineup right they need to you know we'll complain at some point. But uh, yeah, no, they'll get a, mentioned in passing. Yeah, I said is, I said obituary. That was actually more of a eulogy that was than a, an obituary. That was a eulogy where uh, you know, somebody in the back is like, you know, doing the time to cut it off, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's transition then. Uh, t- so, As I'm changing the channel to football right now. That yeah. How about that's very apropos. How um, about that? In the words of Mel Allen. Uh, let's see. Another rough week. Took it on the chin again. You went one for two. I went over three last week. Uh, don't like that one bit. I had no feel last week. Uh, Me neither. How do you feel this week looking at the board? Same. Yeah, I feel a little bit better than I did last week. But then again, when I, I feel like some of these are a little too easy. Um, uh, but then tonight, see, tonight, see, two minutes left. There's still chance. Uh, right, but it's Geno Smith coming in, so uh, <laughs> so if you look pretty good about the two and a half or one and a half, whatever it was for the Rams, but without you know, let's knock on wood there. He's actually played pretty well from what I've, I've been watching out of the corner of my eye. Let him, he's responsible for the last 10 points. That's, he let him down the field, then scored the touchdown and kicked the field goal. Two minute drill, though. Come on, Gino. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, mean, I was just trying to say something nice before this eventually falls apart. 
I don't know, man. He's got the he's got the offense spread. He's in the shotgun. That's what Geno Smith lives for. Nine for 14, 118. Got a TD. He does he does look right in Grandma. uh Seattle. Oh, and he threw a pick. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean on cue. Yep, there it is. That was impressive. That was impressive. <laughs> that was yep. that was hysterical. All right. Well, okay. Oh, that, that could have been a penalty. That could. That might not be completely on Gino. Where you say he looks like what? He looks right in the uh, the color rush. Whatever these are. What, what color would you call that? Kiwi. Oh, kiwi's a good one. Yeah, I was just gonna go with uh, like lime green, green highlighter. Hmm. So. Um, yeah, so over uh, three, you got to get that stink off of me. Let's see, what does that leave us on the season? Yeah, I got it right here. You know, oh, that's not, not good. Uh, yeah, you're four and eight. I'm five and seven. So listen, we, got some, we got some work to do. Yeah, it's bad when a three and oh won't even get you back to 500. Well, I have two winning weeks, and you have uh, one winning week. So, yeah, um, now's the time to get off the schneid here. Uh, week five. Week five picks, and you can lead us off once again. All right. I didn't write down any games. Um, oh, that's not a good start. Well, we, we got for I, I, had, I, had, I had four games written down last week, and that was one and three. Just started in uh, London. Just I am go- starting in London, actually. Hey, now. All right. I think, you know what? I see two bad football teams. Okay. But one thing I have seen, I have I have seen a spirited defense in MetLife. And you know what? The Falcons, Ridley's not traveling overseas. I think he hates the Queen or something. He said personal reasons. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> you know, Ridley, he's, a big, he's a big Meghan Markle fan. Ridley's really not going over there? Not going over there. Personal reasons. Jesus. I'm taking the points here with two bad teams. You got it at three? Two and a half. Two and a half. All right, fuck. We'll take the two and a half. Uh, I think the Jets win the game outright. Falcons have a shit defense. Jets have a pretty good defense. I think they give Matt Ryan some issues here. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna overthink this one. Um, Jets plus two and a half. Jets on the field. Wow. London. There it is. I like it. I gotta take the London game. I have to. Um. I think I gotta get I got I have to get back on the right track here. Um, Cleveland is playing out west, playing the Chargers. Chargers only favored by two and a half. Now, I know we're gonna say it's too easy, right? It doesn't make any sense. It should be a higher number. Cleveland's a better team, but uh, there's injuries on Cleveland's side. They always play ugly games. I think the Chargers are a legit team. Um, I'm just I, I just have to go. I had to. Get a layup here. I hope this is a layup. That's all. I got to get back on the winning side of the ball here. Give me the Chargers. Are you picking the Chargers? Chargers minus two, yeah. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's shoulder's fucked up apparently. Yeah, and that's another reason to take him, yeah. The injuries, that's what I said. Do Browns fans travel? Uh, probably a little bit. I don't think that matters, though. They're still, the, you know, not <sighs> okay. the dog pound. Not the dog pound west. All right. Uh, this one, this one – jumps out at me it opened at three and a half 
public was all over the favorite, yet it still went down to three. I'm taking the Bengals, getting the points in Cincinnati against Green Bay. Wow. Um, this, one, this one is all about – this is old school. This is just about betting numbers, not teams. You know, Green Bay is probably better. Green Bay has Rodgers. You know, Cincy's probably overachieved a little bit. Mm-hmm. One thing about Cincy, they've had 10 days off, a little bit more time to prepare. And uh, I think Cincy has a little something going. You know, they've, they've played pretty well this season. You know, that's a game. I know they were playing the Jaguars last Thursday night when we were recording, but, you know, down whatever it was, 14, 17, nothing at the half. That's a game that the old Bengals do not win. That's a game you win because you made the right decision with the uh, quarterback you took. So I like Burrow. Uh, really what this comes down to, like I said, I'm betting the number, not the team. The fact that this opened at three and a half and went down to three, is a complete red flag. Uh, some, something's fishy. This is the fishy. This is the fishy pick of the week. Bengals plus three. I think they have an excellent chance to uh, win on the field as well. I like that pick because uh, sometimes Green Bay just goes on the road and they're just not the same. And they're kind of due for that because they they've been real hot since that first dud. Uh, they finally and- threw everyone off the scent here. I think this is when we strike back and we – I we handicap Green Bay correctly. That might you might be right. You might be right there. I like that pick. Takes 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 a little takes some stones to make that pick, but I like it. But what I do. do I have? But who, but who, so you know we always, but we like we like Burrow though. We're a Burrow podcast. So Burrow, listen, Bur- Burrow has been excellent. I I could see him. Uh, I could see him going toe to toe with Rogers. They got they got a little something going Cincinnati. Um. All right. I'm going to um. Maybe the biggest game of the weekend. Buffalo is visiting Kansas City. KC's two-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> no, I'm just interested to see where you're going. Tourette's. <laughs> um, I'm going, with the, I'm going with, the, with the visiting Buffalo Bill underdog team. Uh, I'm, I'm high on Buffalo. You were, you know, it's been, it's been festering. Uh, through this show since last year, the Buffalo love affair. Um, you know, Kansas City, ha- we talked about them having like the the uh, bullseye on their back. Buffalo, I still feel like they need to they, – they, they probably feel like they need to prove themselves. It's a primetime game uh, going to Arrowhead. I, I, I think we see a big game from Josh Allen. We see a big game from the Bills. You know, Kansas City is susceptible. Um, they're not always – they they're not quite – they're not quite themselves yet, KC. So uh, maybe maybe some nights when they they find it, and all of a sudden it's uh, you know it's a close game, and then all of a sudden they're up two and a half touchdowns or something. But you know uh, that's a risky take on every bet against Kansas City. But I'm willing to take it with uh, this Bills team out there uh, on Sunday night. What's the spread? Kansas City two and a half, so plus two and a half for Buffalo. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about making this my third pick, same game, but I think I'm going the other way. Wow. I think, I'm going, to- I think I'm going Chiefs laying the two and a half. Back-to-back weekends. Yeah. Head-to-head. I, it's my turn now. Yeah, Chiefs, uh... I like what I saw last week, obviously, in Philly. Philly stinks. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, when this line first came out, mm-hmm. forget about when the line came out. When I, when I looked ahead at this game, 
I thought this was kind of like a Buffalo, like we're here. We're going to, you know, show you we're the favorites now in the AFC. You know, AFC goes through us, road to the Super Bowl, through the AFC goes through Buffalo. Then the more, the more I was looking at it, the more I was like, you know, all these games in a row now where the Chiefs, you know, the public money's been on the Chiefs. Now I feel like people are leaning Buffalo and they're going mm. against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of when the Chiefs strike. And this is when the Chiefs go out there and play a complete game and kind of remind everybody they're the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, going, I'm going Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win this game. It's, I love that it's down to two and a half. I love the fact that I can cover this with a field goal. Again, when this, when this game first came out and I looked at the line, I thought Bills. I thought Bills in the field. The more I've looked at it all week, I've kind of done a 180, and I flipped on it, and, and now I like the Chiefs. So I'm going to uh, go head-to-head, and I'm going to lay the Chiefs, uh, lay the two-and-a-half with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, I like that you get that half point. But I do. Um, all right, for game number three for me, uh, this is uh, – I guess every couple weeks i got to do a spite pick. So this All right. will be my spite pick of the week. Um, spite pick. This, who are you? Let me try and guess. Who do you have? Who are you spiting? <laughs> and why are you spiting? Just general spite. Just general spite. Just general. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a t- It's a. T- it's a team I have plenty of spite for. For maybe I don't know if I have many reasons for it, but I do have plenty of spite for this team. They are a decent team. I just I, I refuse to admit it. Uh, you're not you're not going with the Giants, are you? No, 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 no. Nope, staying away. You, I'm not. I have considered the Giants probably every week this year in one capacity or another, and every time I, I'm not doing it. I'm just not betting. I'm not picking. Are you picking the Jaguars because the Titans burned you? No, no, I'm not. Nope. Although I do have the Jacksonville Jaguars circled though, but I'm not picking them. All right. Um, no, there's two, uh, two double-digit spreads this weekend. Um, one is in Tampa. Miami is underdog by 10 points with Jacoby Brissett, quarterback. Uh, Brady coming off a shaky showing in New England in the rain. It's not that game, though. Uh, Minnesota, no, you can't, you can't bet Jacoby Brissett. No. But Minnesota is favored by 10 at home against the Detroit Lions. This was my initial guess, but I should have went with this. You should have, yeah. And I don't know. Detroit's not good, but they're a little bit scrappy. I just uh, tends a lot. And talk about betting the numbers. I'll play a little math game. Uh, there's two 10-point there's two ten point spreads on the on the board. They both hit. They could now that I'm saying it out loud, they probably will, but uh if I had to pick one hitting, it would be Tampa, and one not hitting, it would be Detroit, Minnesota. I'm going with the Lions on the road to Minnesota covering that 10-point number. I know Detroit's, like, atrocious, though. Like, they had the yeah. red zone appearances last week. But you can't have red zone failures without getting to the red zone. So uh, let's hope that they've improved. All right. Had seven days Falcons football. That's what Dan Quinn's motto was, I think. There you go. Um, <laughs> so they might, maybe they find their way into the end zone by accident a couple of times. Uh, 
I just uh, and maybe Minnesota plays down a little bit to the competition. You know, who knows? Could be. Um, yeah, could be. The- First glance, I like the Vikings, but yeah, I could see it. Well, give me the give me Detroit getting ten. So you brought up the teaser. I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to get into that. So at one o'clock, I brought up what? You brought up the te- Oh, sorry, you brought up the ten point spreads. I'm bringing yeah. up the teasers now. Okay. I didn't have any games written down, but I had this written down as a note specifically. At 1 o'clock, there's three games that are perfect candidates for 10-point teasers. You have Vikings, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Bucks, as you mentioned, both favored by 10 right now, right? Yep. So you tease them down to pick them. Yep. And then you have the Patriots. Yeah, get nine-point favorites in Houston. So you tease them down to plus one. Okay. Who fucks that up? Because that's too easy. I probably should have had this talk before I made my three picks, but. I think. Um, do you think Detroit? Fuck, I mean, you like Detroit. I like Detroit with 10. <laughs> <laughs> I like Detroit I, I, call them. me crazy. I, I think Houston is live in that game. Yeah, I think New England fucks it up for you. I think, I think Houston could win that game. It's a lot of, I, I saw a. Uh, a stat during the week, uh, there's like five guys who have laid that – five rookie quarterbacks who have laid that many points on the road. It was like Marino laid like 11 and a half one year when he was – obviously one year when he was a rookie, like in 83, and there was a few more guys. And they were 4-0 they were four and oh on the field and 2-2 two and two against the spread. Maybe this is the maybe this is the stat where you see four and one. Up. And also they come off with a emotional. lot of points. A lot they're of co- points. They're coming off an emotional game. Sunday night they, they played. They might. That's probably I mean, obviously the biggest and most high high profile game that Mac Jones has played. Um, date. Uh, and now he's going to fucking Houston to play the you know an atrocious Houston team. It's only natural for a kid to kind of take the foot off the take take the foot off the gas a little bit. I know he said all the right things after Sunday night. But uh, you go toe to toe with the champs, and then you go to Houston. You maybe think like, "Well, we can go toe to toe with the champs. Uh, this should be a cakewalk, you know? It's a pushover." Oh, I think that's what betters gonna be thinking. Listen, bottom line is this is one and three versus one and three. There you go. Yeah, there it is. And, there it is. And the and the one the and truth. three team, the, there's the one and three team that's on the road is giving nine. You don't see that too often. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I should have given Houston out to pick. Uh, I like I liked that one. I like that one. Let's, do Let's make Houston our joint pick, our first joint pick of the year. Fuck it. Houston joint pick. Roll it up. Roll it up. It took till week five, but we got that joint pick. Yeah, here's that J. Pass that J. Talk, talked ourselves into it. We yeah, we had a it was tough. Last year we had tough uh, luck with the joints, but uh I feel good about this one. Our first joint pick, it's on Davis Milne. I don't even know the guy's name. Mills, like Davis it, Mills. I like it, though. Yeah, you shouldn't be comfortable when you're betting. There's not, there, you should never be comfortable. Yeah, no. It's, uh, the minute you're comfortable is when you get your heart ripped out. I was not, yeah, I was not looking for comfort with this pick. No, a joint yeah. pick should be – maybe we'll actually – let's see. Maybe you want to uh, make it interesting? Maybe we'll actually make it interesting. Maybe we, maybe we do a joint pick, we should do something. We'll talk on Sunday. See how we feel on Sunday. All right. See where this line goes. Yeah. If it drops to eight and a half, I'm definitely pouncing on it. That'll tell me a lot. There you go. 
Um, all right, that's it. There's your picks. Week five. I got Chargers minus two, Buffalo plus two and a half, Detroit plus ten. I have the Jets getting two and a half, the Bengals getting three, and the Chiefs Sunday night giving two and a half. Uh, what I think, and the Houston Texans joint plus nine. There it is. I think. Um, look, I think one of us is going two and one. You and I'm going three and zero. Okay, that's my thought process. I would take two and one. So no I. problem. So would I. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tough. Listen, uh, listen. I see the board so much more clear on Sunday mornings, but for the sake of entertaining the listeners, this is what you get. Zit. We're what willing we to give out. Sh- we're willing to give out shitty gambling picks just for your pure entertainment. <laughs> There you have it. <laughs> shitty gambling pegs and a shitty Yankee team. That's your Thursday night show, Sunday Poor. We'll be back again next week. Uh, what's Monday night's game at? We got uh, Monday night is uh, – We got Indy, Indy, Baltimore. Indianapolis and Baltimore, yeah. The Art game. Model Bowl. Yeah, revenge game for Indy, yep. Uh, there you have it. Uh, we'll be back. Thank you, as always, for spending the time with us. Until next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. All right. Well, Art Modell was Cleveland. That was a botch. Huh. Well, yeah. Still, <laughs> old it's Baltimore Indy. It's the uh, Colts Bowl. It's the Eddie. Uh, what's his face bowl? No, I can't Eddie think of Eddie's. Shrevey? Yeah, it's, I can't think of Eddie's. Does Eddie even have a last name in diner? Uh, yeah, probably. It's probably on the wedding invitation. Jew- <laughs> it's a Jewish last name. Yes, yes. Diner. Let's get Eddie's last name. It's it's his it's his game. Eddie it's not Shrevey, obviously. It's uh Daniel Stern. It's Eddie Sh- Eddie Simmons. Really? Oh wow. I don't think okay. I've ever heard that first I'm learning of his last name. Yeah, me too. Um all right, real quick, uh Brewers Braves. Who do you got? Oh shit, I forgot about that. I'm gonna go uh Morton scares me a little bit because he's been there before, but Morton's usually a back-of-the-rotation guy. You know, he bailed out Tampa last year. Uh, I don't know how much to make of the the reliever that Milwaukee lost, the eighth-inning guy. Yeah, but their bullpen's – without him, their bullpen is so – It's still good is, or no? No, no, there's, it's a big fall-off. I mean, it's, it's Hayter and Williams and then nothing. Brent Suter. Brewer. Uh, I was going to go Brewers. I was going to go. Ugh. I was going to go Brewers sweep. Like, like, I knew this series was happening for months now, basically since August. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Braves are just going to get in because they're a product of that shitty division. Uh, I'll give the Braves a game, I guess, because they've been there before. I'll, I'll say Brewers in four. I'm saying Braves in three. Brave sweep. Yeah. I don't like the Brewers here. I don't like the Brewers here. You hate counsel. Uh, yeah, it's also do hate counsel. We didn't even think about that. But I, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I do think that the Williams loss is big. I do think their bullpen kind of stinks. And their pitching staff, um, 
it's good, but they're like all five inning guys. So I just don't. Burns and Woodruff. It. I don't even know who comes well, after that. Peralta, Freddie Peralta had a hell of a year, but I just don't. I just don't see it. I think Braves sweep. Braves, Braves, uh, re, okay. Braves, Braves retooled. They have a little. They have a little bit better of a pen. Um, better lineup. I, I think. That, I think they take care of the Brewers. No problem. Okay, we're we're on opposite sides because I I do not trust the Braves at all. Yep. So you say Milwaukee in four. Yeah, I, should, I wanted to go three, but that eighth inning dude, when he punched the wall, kind of threw me for a loop. So I'm giving the Braves a game. Four, I'll go. All right. All right, and then uh, Dodgers-Giants. I am going to go Giants in five. Uh, hopefully, you know, we, we, we look to these uh, series – you know, in advance and like all year, it's, it's, you've known that these were going to be one team was going to be the one seed and the other team was going to be in the wild card game. And if that team got past the wild card game, they were going to play each other. So we've been, you know, foreshadowing or previewing X, you know, the expectations around this series have been for months now. So, you know, a lot of times you get it and it's a letdown. So part of me, this is like with my heart, A, I want the Giants to win. B, I want to see like a good long series. Uh, so I, I'm Giants in five. I, I, I don't know. You know, the Scherzer's only going to be able to pitch once, which yep. is a factor. Yep. Uh, you know, the Giants, I've heard Russo say this, and he's a Giants fan. You know, he's not sure that this Giants team is really built for October. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as much as like the championship teams were that had Bumgarner and Kane and Lincecum. Yeah. I don't know, man, 107 wins that, that it tells me something and that they were, they were, you know, they had the Dodgers breathing down their neck for six months, man. And they never, they never blinked, man. They, 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 the Dodgers got, I think I, I said it last show, it was like 36 and 11 or 40 and 11 down, like insane. And the Giants were able to hold that team off. That team's got some balls, and they have holdovers from the championship teams. You know, they have Crawford, they have Posey. Like, they got some – they have that nice core I was just talking about, like, that you want. They have a core of guys that came up through the system that are just gamers, that are winners, that knows what – that know what it takes. So, I'm I'm going to – I'm going to – this is kind of with my heart because I realize the Dodgers are probably better. They're favored. I'm going Giants in five, though. I'm with you. I'm exact the exact same pick, Giants in five. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's the Giants are a true definition of a, of a team. They've like, it's, it's been next guy up the entire season. They found a way They they have a, they have a really good pen. They have a, you know, decent staff, um, and total, which is not about the pen. It's not about the pit starters anymore. It's always just about the staff and, and, as a whole. Um, and guys, like it's going to be weird names getting big hits for them throughout the series. Yes. And the, and the Dodgers. Look, they won. A, they won last year. Uh, to me, they it's, it was a sixty-game season. It was a weird year. There's you know nobody in the stands and shit. Uh, let me see Kenley Jansen get three outs. You know in in uh, in San Francisco with the game on the line. Let me see that. Um, I, I you know I, they're 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 due for some some bad heartbreaking finishes. Uh, let Dave Roberts manage the bullpen. I mean he's a terrible manager. We know that. And uh, for a fucking World Series guy, he's been there forever. And uh, win after you know, win uh, winning season after winning season. He's not a, he's not a not a wartime consigliere at all, not a wartime boss. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 let me see. Let me let me see the Dodgers of a couple of years ago come back where they fucking choke it away. Uh, Giants in five. Yeah, Giants have a little '98 Yanks feel to them slightly because the '98 Yanks, you know, before Jeter was really like Hall of Famer Jeter. It was all like a, just a collection of guys. Like nobody got any MVP votes on that team. I don't think. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what. They're not as good as the 98 Yanks, but it's just a collection of good players. Right, right, nobody right. Really, nobody really blows you away. Yeah. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm rooting for the Giants. I am. I'm, I'm rooting like hell for them. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was rooting against the Dodgers yesterday, so let's keep it going. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, the- I, I did um, – I, uh, I know that there's already one game in the books, but I, I do like the Rays at five. I like that coming into the – yeah, Boston's gonna find a way. It's stupid team's gonna find a way. You think they're gonna win the series? No, no, find a way to like stick around and be annoying. Like they're just. Gonna... I I think so too. I I think they're gonna stick around too. Um, and then at, do you wanna you had Astros in four or five? You picked Astros I, in five. I think I said, I think I said four. I don't remember now. All right. Do you wanna waver off that pick? Do you wanna say three? Um, no I don't think so I think I said four I think I was debating four or three Lights are going to get one I don't know I'm not sure (laughs) Uh, oh uh, one more before we go yeah big fight Saturday night what do you think happens there uh, Fury. I don't know what Fury. I guess knockout. Give me Fury knockout. Yeah, I think it's gonna go the distance. I think it may be a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I think yeah, Fury yeah. probably wins by decision. No, yeah, Fury by decision. It's my uh, my guess. I don't know. Yeah, I want to see a knockout. So. Well, yeah, I don't know if you're gonna get a bloodbath like last time. I just feel like it's gonna be Fury kind of just winning the fight. Semi convincingly, he is coming off COVID. That could mean something, right? They get it back in what July. That's why. I, that's why they canceled it. Yeah, the first time around. You know, they say sometimes. I mean, it's been months now. I guess he's probably back in tip-top shape, but you never know. Could be yeah. lingering effects. Could be sucking wind. I mean, he's always kind of like one of those guys. You never know what kind of shape he's in until he gets to the ring. So just add COVID to it. Yeah. You know, Josh Hamilton relapsed a couple times recently. Uh, I read something about his wife who's, and his daughter, like, there's not good things. Yeah, like, he abused his daughter. He hit her. Yeah, not good things, yeah. said his oldest daughter. I don't know if they're, like, kind of trying to paint a better picture in the article. Like, oh, it was his oldest daughter. <laughs> Do you think it was a pro-Josh <laughs> Hamilton article? <laughs> I don't know. I think they were just giving him a little bit of a soft landing. Just say he abused his daughter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who it is. Yeah, it's not not good, not a good sign, not a good look, no matter how you, no matter what the age or whatever. Yep. Oh, Guys, boy. Got, got a few demons. Yeah. Yeah. Overcame. Yeah, it's, up, it's been a roller coaster for old Josh there. Yeah. Well, that's a dour note, at. Hey, sorry, I just happened to. <laughs> happened, happened to come across his Wikipedia page today. Wow. Well, I, I don't know what you're doing there. 
I think my boss brought him up. Ah. And I was, he was, he had mentioned him getting in trouble and I was like, really? I hadn't heard that. So I did a little Google, started reading about him. Yeah. Guy, uh, he's got a few demons and one of those demons, cocaine, apparently. That's not a good demon to have. No. One of the worst, I would say. Yeah. Can't keep it going. Oh, it's, you gotta cut, you gotta cut ties. You can't, <laughs> you gotta just break it off clean, man. Yeah. You don't want to be cold, doing, yeah. cold turkey. It. Just something. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. But uh, not something you want to hold on to for a long time. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Let me get this out, Ant. All right. Stay off Coke. Yeah. Later. Pepsi. There it is. See ya.